down your unders. Down your unders. Review and dissection of content from some of the sharpest minds in the game. Hosted by Adam Camilleri. Art of War. Down Under. Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to, I don't know what to call this, Art of War After Hours, Art of War, the sloppy edition, the slack edition, the Jeter won't release the data slate so I don't want to risk invalidating whatever I produce edition of, of, <laughs> of freaking Art of War Down Under, technically it's episode 100 and whatever, I don't, I don't even care, I don't care, it's, it's, I'm, I'm, it's enough, I'm just, I'm episode both. something, it's episode something, there's no topic, it's freeform, this is, you've already heard his voice, it's the wonderful Tony V, Anthony Vidala, the champion, the mascot of, of what we do here. Hello brother, welcome back to the show. Hello folks, pleasure to be here. Adam got me in at the uh, 11th hour, I was always I, willing and ready to do this show, uh, yes. so let's do some stuff. I was waiting in hope that, you know, come the end of the weekend, come like oh, the Saturday or Friday or some freaking time. G-Dub would pull their finger out and decide to give us a balanced data slate. Uh, because, yeah, I've got retrospectives coming out the wazoo. I've got State of the Super Factions. I've got so much content that I want to make for you guys, but there's just kind of no point. Like, uh, wh- why talk about Tyranids? They're going to get hit. Why talk about Necrons? They're going to get hit. Why? So that's... the, the and, and the rest. <laughs> Yeah. Why talk about any space marines? They're likely to get buffed. Why talk about guard? They're about to get a codex. Um, like so, there's just so many things to, that there's no point in discussing. So I am just going to get on a good mate of mine, and we're just going to talk crap. I might have an interview with Jack Harpster coming at the end of this episode, where I'm just going to talk to him about, you know, the, the, him being the current mantle holder for Art of War at the moment. You know, there must always be an Art of War like front runner in a season that's us it is it is you too my man so i got two top players on hopefully jack still hasn't committed because you know it's jack and he's a sleepy boy and he's usually asleep when i'm trying to hassle him to get on the show but <laughs> anthony doesn't sleep i don't know if you know it's this true. yeah you essentially like live on australian hours whilst hanging out in manhattan right that's it yeah i gotta you know while i uh i mean i have the you know i have the full-time it job i have the art of war coaching that i do i help out a ton now adding a bunch of volunteer hours to team usa so yeah we're a busy uh busy boy <laughs> exciting thing you just mentioned there but before we jump into it part two is essentially just going to be another segment of me and anthony doing this but we're going to swear some more probably that's yeah. going to be the only change perceivable <laughs> change and we may talk about some controversial topics we may if they come up they come up in part All two. Right. here we're going to try and dodge them a little bit hopefully make it a little bit more palatable for you guys talk, go talk about the state of the game maybe some wtc stuff some team stuff some some stats check stuff hey Segway, here we go hey, hey. what's going on mate <laughs> so that uh that's our thing now uh so last time i think i was on here we were still part of the best in tabletop network uh, as fight club but now i am we are a separate entity as stat check um so we have um really the goal of stat check was that like we see a lot of like vibes based stuff in 40k between analysis and all the other stuff and that's totally fair like there's a lot of really good players who have a lot of really sensible opinions but i think it's important to add something to the community that is a little more empirical um and that's where stat check comes in right yeah so we add we have data collection guys uh that do a incredible job of collating all the event data from events that are 25 plus players and five or more rounds um so that gives us a look at gt sized or higher events um for data collection because it doesn't necessarily like rtt data can get a little screwy um because obviously you can have you you know what my buddy had the other day where he ran the devil's gauntlet at a local event where he played me and sean naden in the same tournament at an (laughs) rtt uh which Uh. is unlucky at best so yeah sometimes that happens i mean but if he he won both of them he'd be like straight to god mode right like yeah yeah you just actually skip straight to the top of the itc that's worth 700 itc points you would assume he woke up and like entered both cheat codes in life and just went to his rtt correct yeah uh he did not though so it was slightly different (laughs) outcome so um yeah so that's us we have a podcast we do every tuesday at uh starting at six o'clock uh eastern time and then like 11 million other time zones uh but check us out on the youtubes subscribe do all the stuff uh we have a patreon that's also linked from the youtube we have a website where you can check out a really cool like meta dashboard i Uh, I don't know if you i don't know if you've played with that much adam but it is the one of the cooler things in my opinion and i'm very biased 
uh, in the game right now. Uh, you can get an idea based on if looking at veterans, at more casual players that have only been to one GT across all the sub-factions, across... Yeah, there's a lot to play around with in the meta dashboard, which you can see at stat-check.com slash the hyphen meta. Every time uh, I go five, I go four and one at a GT with Dark Angels, I go and check the dashboard. And I'm like, <laughs> yes, 0.2 of a percent. All me, baby. Just, just chiseling <laughs> it up the, just Sisyphus, just up the hill a little farther. <laughs> Fight, I'm fighting the, the tidal wave. People who just continue to play Deathwing nonsense. <laughs> that's, that's where I reside. But you mentioned some exciting stuff there. First and foremost, one of the greatest things I think you guys have initiated, apart and beyond of the meta dashboard, which I think is an absolute game changer for people, for just being able to interact with the data as as me the layman, you know, the pleb coming to the party being like, oh, I get to interact with the Senate. I get to ask the Senate questions and get responses and things because the dashboard is a very interactive piece of, of whatever, I don't know, software. Um, yeah. On, on top of that, it's the craziest thing you guys have brought to the table in addition is the fact that you track veteran and non-veteran attendance and performance, which I think is an extremely important thing to do. Uh, what's, what's the difference there? How do you define that data collection? So right now, it, this is going to change a little bit soon uh, as we actually stratify it a little bit more um but right now the way if you look at the dashboard i don't think the other change went live oh no it did cool so never mind so you have three categories essentially it's casual experienced and veteran casual players are people attending a gt essentially for the first time this is the overwhelming majority of the community most people typically attend a gt once or twice um so that's the casual level. The experience level is anyone that's been to two or three GTs, and veteran includes people that have been to four or more. But that's where people like Innes, who's been to 13 so far this season, reside. Dude, <laughs> dude just needs to get a life, right? He's just, just, that's, this is his that's life. Some, I know. That's a totally valid uh, <laughs> expression of time spent or something. I'm trying to figure out how many of I've been. I think I've been to eight this year. Yeah. I think I just hit double digits at Chicago. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. In Australia, yeah. in Australia, doing like ten GTs in a year is pretty good. It's yeah, that would be the country's gauntlet, right? Like that's just the, all of them. That's every <laughs> event in well, at least on the right hand side of the country on the map. Right, right. Yeah, without having to travel literally the whole length of Europe to go to Perth to attend, because they got a whole they got a whole right their own huge party of events over there. But you mentioned some WTC stuff. Are you, would you happen to be back on the the American team by any chance? Yes, so I will be rejoining the American team. It's exciting. Very exciting. There's a couple of us, I think, that are like for sure recommitted. I know that John and Jack are also, and Brad is now the captain. Woo! Congrats, yeah. Brad. Congratulations, Brad Chester, on uh, captaincy. Because it's been a... He's, I think he's wanted it for a while. He's, he's wanted to have a swing at it for a while. I think it's really exciting. Good for him, man. It, it's going to be cool. Yeah, Brad's awesome. He's got a lot of stuff in the... Obviously, he's been playing for a million years. We literally call him the old man. And uh, yeah, I'm really happy for him because he wanted it a whole bunch, and I think it's going to be great. I'm looking forward to uh, to getting back after it with the team this year. Our kind of like team mantra for the year is that like we will not be outworked this year. Nice. Last year, our preparation definitely needed some fixing. Um, and like, I don't care what the result of the team lands on this year. I just don't want to go into the event feeling like we got outworked by other teams. Well, dude, um, Australia. Yeah, yeah. I-, I was a big part of the Australian prep until I got. Uh, you know, till I was playing for the Merc team and then I backed right off. Yes. But in 2018 and 2019, when I went, I put in like a hundred or hundreds of hours and right. I realized it, you, it thousands of hours is required to win that event or even contend at that event. Like, yeah, the fact that you guys did as well as you did whilst, like you said, underprepared, um, by comparison. And also so many of you guys being at the fir- your first ones is still a damn fine achievement. Yeah. I think that, um, we, we ended up placing fairly highly, but a lot of us were disappointed with the result. Mostly because, like, outside of our pods, we won one round, tied two, and lost one, which is not super great. We were definitely looking for a little bit more gas once we got into the, like, you know, post-pairing, quote-unquote, part. Like, winning out our pod is obviously very good, um, but I think going into the event, we probably had a bit of a, like, and this is no disrespect against the teams against our pod, but I think experience level-wise, we had a lot more experience at big events than the teams in our pod. I think it's fair to yeah. say. Uh, and that's always that's always a thing at the WTC. You just you could be an absolute monster 
uh, like in your local scene and just about everybody who goes to the WTC is like they are you are the best player in, or one of the best players in your city town region state whatever um, country country right? yeah ex- exactly right uh, but it's, it's there is a lot of pressure at the WTC and a lot of and I'm just going to say it straight out a lot of nerds don't deal with pressure that well me being one of those I've had to develop my own ways of dealing with that kind of pressure and it hasn't always been positive or healthy for me um so man it, that's a thing as well that's yeah, why I, so i think a lot of, i think a big advantage we had that was one of the big advantages we had going into the event right like a lot of our guys have time under like you know they're the quote-unquote bright lights as they say in fighting yeah um we have time in the ring uh we're used to being on stream we're used to high pressure situations from you know contending to win events stuff like that like really you know should have been an advantage in our favor but, but also you're all yeah, but also, really used to winning really used to winning like you guys only yeah. lose essentially that team there's only apart from the people on that team in northern america the guys on your team lose to the people on that team and maybe like six to ten to twenty other dudes in the whole country yeah. and occasionally yeah, and most events we go to right we're dropping like one event uh one yeah, game one maybe game. two um you go to the wtc and the whole room can beat you essentially yeah yeah and like i definitely am a lot more uh used to that i'll say because my come up was so recent and my mindset is so like everybody i play can beat me always like round one of an event round six of an event i can always lose um because my mindset has me focusing on like the game in front of me over literally anything else um which is really good for not underestimating people (laughs) yep i think i mean even from the conversations we had at wdc adam i think you could tell like i had researched the room pretty well (laughs) you had Uh, you you knew way more names than the other boys (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah 100 uh, percent. especially yeah. on the aussie team because i'm i'm friends with eric uh now i consider myself friends with liam and honestly most of the aussie team uh, i spent a lot of time with those guys while i was there it's pretty um, it's pretty easy well, well once yeah. once you're in you're pretty much one of us and there's no there's no going back right yes absolutely <laughs> uh yeah speaking of being permanently part of the team brand uh, the is, brand will be on you soon yes so i guess this is a story i can tell absolutely need to tell bit, the story. a little bit more publicly now so I'm sitting out with the Aussies, night one of the singles. Liam is two wins, zero losses, one draw. We're having some drinks. I make a joke that if the Aussie team, one of the Aussie team members, win the singles, and then they win the team's event, at this point, there's no way to know that this is going to happen. I will get a tattoo of their choice of an Australian flag, like somewhere on my body, like on my legs probably. And... Before I can even finish saying it, I think it was solely just leans all the way forward and shakes my hand. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, like that's it. That's just, the bet. That's it. So, <laughs> we make we make bets very easily, and you just you just one of the things we, like in Australia you learn is that you just don't expose yourself to risk around Solly around Mamoru yeah. Solly. He's just gonna just get about you. It. <laughs> he's gonna get you. He's gonna yeah. he's gonna farm your risk. For, for his profit. All right, so what, yeah. what what are you getting and where? So what ended up happening, this actually gets worse. So what <laughs> ends up happening is that they win, and I made a, a separate bet with Eric. I was like, I was like joking with him after they won the singles. I was like, if you guys win the sports instead of the flag, which is like, you know, I can get pretty small and it'll be like non-recognizable. Like, what do you have the flag? And be like, oh, I lost the bet. Uh, I would get the team logo. So yep. because the Aussies are jerks and hate me specifically, they yep. won the singles, the teams, and best sportsmanship. So I, being the consummate gentleman that I am and not going back on a bet, I am going to get a tattoo, a small one, of the Aussie team logo. So uh, good. So it, good. Yeah. It'll go on like one of my legs just above my knee, probably. Um, then I'll get like a, you know, it'll be small. It'll be black and white. It's not going to be crazy. But yep, that's the uh, that's the bet <laughs> that I lost. I I love everything about this. I love it so much. In fact, yes. like the logo for next year should be a picture of the logo on your leg on the back of the yeah, show. Yeah, just me pointing and, at my leg. <laughs> it should be just Anthony's thigh with the logo on his thigh on the back of like just on the back of the shirt. That's the, that's the next year's yeah. Australia logo. Because uh, yeah. so for mid- the people that this sounds insane <laughs> too, right? Because this seems like a crazy thing to do. Uh, the way I'm looking at this is the WTC was one of the best experiences of anything I've ever done, and I was probably going to get a tattoo to commemorate it anyway. Fair. I might as well follow up on my bet and just follow all the way through with it. Yeah, that's well, how I'm viewing this. And you're a man of your word. You're not gonna you're not gonna back out now. In addition, when you made the bet, it's got to be like hundreds of thousands to one that the the three Dude, pins, it was the, so the, unlikely the tri- the triple that Liam even made a top cut. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> let that, alone it's one. Insane. 
insane that that's it, it was even possible. So at, yeah, at the time, so at the time of you making that bet initially, I think only Soli and Liam were in contention to win. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Soli and Liam are undefeated. They're playing lists that are intentionally worse bad. than their list for <laughs> yes. teams. Yes, by like <laughs> hundreds of points. Bad. Like Soli's basically playing down four hundred points because their bombers <laughs> were took, garbage. He took two Void Raven bombers. He's like, why are these in my list? He kept going to his captain. Why are these here? Why am I playing with these stupid piles of crap in my army? And he he went and came third overall, like in the singles. Yeah, yeah he only lost uh, to Liam. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. And then Liam yeah, we, with his d- almost convinced the world that four freaking Ghost Arcs was Ghost, the way. <laughs> Ghost Arcs was the, the bee's knees. Yeah. <laughs> He's in there with no scarabs, which is like his favorite part of Necrons, and yep. just like destroying people. He plays a game against uh, the Canadian WTC player Devin, where he literally cannot hurt his army outside of the Silent King. <laughs> Still, like gets a draw. Like, yes, absolute crazy. So, stuff. was Devin the the oops all scarabs, or was it just the twenty? Uh, I think Devin had twenty for that. I, I don't 20. super remember. I remember walking by that game and Liam like pulling me to the side and being like, "I can't hurt him. I literally yeah. cannot He's, do damage oh, to him." Dude, rubrics have a two up against him. It's insane. Yeah, because yeah, so Liam's I, yeah. entire army is strength four, neg one, one damage. So all of Thousand Sons are just like, okay, two ups, I guess. Yes, yeah, guess I don't care. Because yeah, of course, yeah. Amrick attempt nullifies the rend, and then it gets plus one because you damage one, and he's like, lol. Yeah, cool. Uh, thanks. And he got a freaking draw. So there is that. Yep. Um, and yeah. of course, you know, Liam's having a essentially one of the best years that anybody has ever had. Like, if he went and won the LVO, you uh, you would have to say this would be possibly the best year any 40k player has ever had if he went and won the I don't the think there is almost any argument that I would have time for right now that Liam's the best player in the world right now. He's top three. Like, you can't argue he's not top three in the world right now. I mean, uh, uh, yeah. there, are, there are gentlemen in, you know, Europe in places like Poland and such that'll be like slapping their hand on the table and be like, but he didn't play me. And which is fair enough that those things but happen. Like, but yeah, you, did, you didn't come first in the singles, come first in the team. As, as he like, he top scored out of the teams as well. Um, yep. Yep, sure did. The, yeah. I, I cost him one of the two battle points he dropped across his seven <laughs> games. Um, the absolute uh, disrespect, by the way, of that man to write 15 Inferno Prisoners before we start playing and still beat me 19-1. Just absolutely disrespectful. So, like, you're going to get 15 on the secondary and 19-1. So, you're, okay, the, dude, cool. so the, name, the name on the back of your jersey next year for Team America is one of the two. Yeah, yeah I, exactly. I am one of the two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, i'm super hyped for him man he's captain he's gonna do a great job with those yes. guys I, I absolutely love liam he is awesome i spent a ton of time like hanging out with him separate to our game uh he's great great guy i had a huge amount of respect for liam pretty much as soon as i met him and it's only growing like that guy is right. an absolute gentleman yeah amazing player amazing brain on him and he keeps telling people he was the youngest like doctor like in australia at some point yeah. I don't know. some crap like yeah, that he was something you like know, that right just 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 to just to rub it in just a just a little extra, right? Yeah, because you know, not on top of being immensely talented on the table, is also like, pfft, yeah, the rest. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I just I just wished him a happy birthday, and he was like, "Oh, I'm getting old, bro." I was like, "Bro, you're younger than me," and he was like, yeah. "Sorry about that." He's just he's just getting started. Uh, as to you, were you did you play at Chicago G Dub Chicago? I did play at G Dub Chicago. Tell me what happened, brother, because I um, I looked at your list and I'm like, ooh, he's gonna do he's gonna go pretty far, and then what what's up? So. I started 3-0, which was good, and then I paired into Tau three times in a row, which I had specifically teched out of playing against, because I was trying to test a more combat-heavy approach because of GW Terrain, which just bit me square in the behind. Of those three games, how many did you go first, how many did you go second, and which one gotcha? Uh, I I lost all three, which is... The first time I've lost three games in a tournament since my first tournament, uh, my first larger tournament, and the only time I've ever lost three in a row. Dude, wow. Um, so that was pretty rough. No, um, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, there was like, you know, there's this little things that add up, right? Like, there, you know, some train stuff, some rule stuff. Like, it, you know, should happen sometimes. But, like, teching out, ultimately, what lost me those matchups was teching out of them. Um, not playing it 100% correctly and having, you know, some stuff go cold on me when I needed it to go warm. So what you, so uh, you just be like that sometimes. <laughs> you play, you played Empress, Ch- Empress Children, and I, I saw you, Empress Children, yep. you, you had the max amount of the fights last uh, options. I think you had Lucius in there. Did you have Abby? Yep. 
I had Abbott on. Had, had yeah. Abbott, yeah. So what would you take out of your list that made it worse into Tau? Because I think CSM generally is pretty bad into Tau. Like, usually you end the game with, like, your Terminators and the and your support characters and pretty much everything else is dead. Um, and that's usually enough, It's right? usually enough if to win you, by, like, 20 points, right? Yeah, you're usually, like, across the line by that point. You're usually okay. Because it's not like Tau secondaries are great if they don't table you. So yeah. the thing that I had done, and this is, like, I talked to Vic Vijay a bunch. Uh, he's a good homie of mine. Shout out to him and his podcast, Fireside. They're great. Absolutely. Um, him and David do a great job. Um, but we had done a lot of our list writing together, and, like, the the initial list that I won that first major with when CSM came out. Then Vic's list that he took to LGT and did really did with a lot. There was a lot of collaboration between the two of us on like list writing stuff. Um, so we saw at LGT that Ember Children can do really well into Tau, at least on UKTC terrain, right? You take the Master Possession, you take a bunch of Noise Marines. You have like options in that matchup. Um, without the Master Possession, which is what I didn't take, I took Lucius instead, again, leaning for that more like combat-focused skew. And it just, it just bit me. Without the Master Possession, you're not able to like consistently hit the... Feel no pain on your Terminators in the same way with the buff from the Venom Crawler. Um, and then I also just don't have access to the plus one toughness and I don't have access to the res and heal. So, like, secondaries got awkward, like, in uh, two of those, no, and actually all three of those games. Um, I had a secondary kind of go sideways after I lost my Prince to, like, a, a misunderstanding a couple of times. So, like, it just, yeah, just didn't work out. Uh, um, so, and then because you, you weren't resing your Terminators at, at all? People were just getting a lot of um, return for chip damage. Yeah, like the bombers would fly over to yeah. like one or two, right? Yeah, and exactly. then those guys are just gone forever. So stuff like that uh, really added up. I definitely, in like if I have the extra Blastmasters as well, like if I go first and the planes stay on the board, I could just pull them down. Yeah. Um, I don't have to worry about it too much. Um, that, that was what Vic was running. Was Vic running the, the was it the three the three by five or the five by five noise marines? Uh, he was probably running five by five. I think he runs five by five. Yeah, what I, I'm running now. I like it a lot. I, I like it. Oh, a lot. Oh, it's great. We uh we worked out that 135 point build that you see me and him run um at one point and we've just been like off to the races ever since. Yeah. So for context, that build is the champion gets a power fist, a chain sword, and an icon. There's one dude in the squad gets a blastmaster. The rest of them have chain swords, which keeps the unit super cheap while retaining like 99 of the firepower right and now, most yeah. of the melee punch. Yeah. So. Uh, does it still do this? Still, like on average, does the six mortals every time you spend the CP? You're pretty much never using the strat. Um, oh, cool! Because like you're just thumping nerds with the blastmaster. That's fine. Well, when you when I think I I, can't, I think you were on saying that like you love the yeah. idea of just having a couple of just like cool chuck it out six mortal wounds that dies who cares chuck it next one out six mortal wounds cool dies. Was well, awesome to see it's it's a versatile enough unit that it's got it's got other reasons to exist. Yeah, hundred percent. It's super great. I absolutely adore my noise marines. They're great. Um really good they're the only good shooting in chaos and they happen to be troops and emperor's children which makes yeah. them even better like Absolutely. they're just awesome for like a million reasons they're the true backbone of what makes emperor's children good a lot of people get like get it confused and they get like hyper focused on the terminator brick which is kind of the point of the list that i want you to like put all your eyes on the <laughs> yeah on the terminator brick <sighs> uh, and definitely ignore these five obsec squads that are great at shooting and great in melee yeah i did the same thing you did though i like i ended up most of my list ended up becoming 60 40 deathwing to ravenwing 60 ravenwing 40 deathwing and the deathwing was like just me just taking away uh, uh, over literally over about a year and a half just removing all the support pieces from the deathwing squad because people right. ever, by then everyone was just like i can e either i can kill that through most of what you got defensively on it as in like the feel no pain and the transhuman yeah. and all that crap or i never bother and so it really most of it doesn't matter was what i found um right. you usually just you just get past the first or second break point and you stop yeah, so but yeah, I've, three um, three tower. <laughs> yeah, three tower like, was really bad. Oh no! Um, and then I kind of just turned the corner on the event, and I won because uh, I had. So basically, what happened there was I had to play the same player twice um, because in round four I played and then lost. Um, and then the way the top cut worked, I made top cut at sixteenth seed, and that person was first seed. And then we played again because <laughs> nice. uh, after after the brackets, you're seated. So I lost again, and then I caught another Tau player who had just lost in top bracket. So I then won you know, the last two games, um, and I finished seventh at the event, which is honestly, for how that went, totally, totally fine. Totally fine, dude. Absolutely fine. Um, yeah, so I wasn't, you know, I'm not mad about that or anything like that, so that was all all good. Um, but yeah, I think with the, some of the changes to the list and stuff that I'm pretty excited for Coventry that I'm going to be going over for. Yeah, what, what's the idea there? You just, you've got the time, you've got the money, you're like, why the hell not? Let's do it. Dude, I was looking at going to Warzone Atlanta and domestic fights in the US are basically the same as international ones, so I was like, I could go see my <laughs> homies. 
that are in Europe that I don't get to see that often and just do that instead. Yeah, that's that's yeah, okay. Yeah, totally fine. Perfectly yeah, acceptable. It was one of those things I looked at the flight to Atlanta and I was like, what? This is yeah. so st- all right, whatever, I'll just go to Coventry. <laughs> it is a bit insane at the moment. Still. Yeah. Uh, it's still cheaper than <laughs> I was yeah. It's been about a year since I made the since I was planning my journey over to you guys oh, for the, yeah, the five yeah. the five months. Well, I got a one way flight. The one-way flight that I got from Australia to the states because I didn't know when I was going. I didn't know if I was going to be there for three months, six months, or whatever. Um, so yeah. I got a, I got a one-way, and it was I think it was twenty-seven hundred dollars one way. Yep, that sounds right. <laughs> it's disgusting at the moment. Yeah, just bananas, dude. Like we, uh, yeah, I'm gonna be doing so. Like I have a bunch of like travel coming up because um, I'm gonna be going. I'm gonna be going over for Coventry. Um, I'm gonna go. Obviously, I'm traveling for Elvio, which will be like the next thing I fly for after that. Um, then I'm going to try and do a uh, tournament in Iceland because I'm really good friends with the Icelandic boys now. Oh, hell yeah. Um, so I yeah, love them. Shout out to the captain, Haidar. He's the best. Um, so I'm going to be going up there for a tournament in May. And then I'm going to be hitting the Austria, uh, an event in Austria called the Alpine Cup in yep, April. Yep. Um, our team for that is like super funny. Uh, it's like the international squad of drunks, but also killers. <laughs> so it's uh, me, Brad... Robo, Typhus, and Innis. Dude, so, that's amazing. Yeah, it'll be super fun. Um, so that's another reason, uh, like Typhus is another reason that I'm going to Coventry. He's one of the head judges there. Um, and I absolutely love that guy. We had a great he's game. Uh, he's the Team Poland captain for those who don't know. Um, he's hilarious. He's great. Big fan of that guy. Absolutely absolute legend as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's been at the WC for like 10 years or something, right? He's yeah. only 26. Like, he's been there since he was young. He wasn't He wasn't supposed to be playing this year either. He was supposed to be non-playing captain, and then Correct. they had a guy go down with COVID, and he had to jump in. And guess what? They still absolutely smashed it this year. Dude, uh, Poland's so good. Yeah, they're like, freaks. All freaks. Yeah. I went back and looked at the historical data for the WDC like uh, a couple months ago, and it's absolutely bananas how many firsts, seconds, or thirds, like just generally the the first thing for a second that Poland and Germany have, it is wild to look at. It's um, it's unbelievable. They they are an aberration. Like you, you uh, <clears throat> someone t- I can't remember when it was. It was twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen. I I, fully, I have no idea if this statement is correct. It was just said in passing that Poland right. and Germany have more podium finishes than almost every other country combined in there too. I would believe that. And, and, and like, I don't know it, if that's true. Someone just told me that in passing and I was like, okay, yeah, I guess I got to take them very seriously. Like we were going to, like I was ever going to play them in 2018 with, yeah. with the squad yeah, we were bringing. Uh, it seemed real. Like it's crazy. Like even talking to Typhus about it, he's like, the, he was like jokingly referring to Poland as like the gatekeepers of the event. Like you can win the WTC, but you won't do it without beating Poland. And that's true. That was like, that was our hiccup this year. We got smashed by them. We yeah. lost like eighty five to sixty five. Not smashed a little strong, but like we got beat up pretty good by them. And that was like, that, that was the last round that gave Australia the victory. Australia and Poland were playing for first place. Australia won yeah. first place. There we go. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's a it's a big deal. And Germany as well. Um, they've had a couple Dude. of years. Well, they I, and now once again, no, this was true. But I had dinner with uh, the German captain. He was talking about there was a couple oh, of years him. there where yeah, he's awesome. Oh, he's amazing. Where they were in a bit of a slump. They didn't feel like they were doing. They were putting their best foot forward, but. Man, what a <clears throat> tour de force uh, back into the scene they put on this year. Yeah, they did great this year. They podiumed, bro. They got third. <laughs> they did. Um, you, my dude, you, Tony, Tony V, what are your plans for the end of the season? Are you going for first, best in the world? Where are you in the ITC right now? I think I'm 12th. Yeah. Oh, that sounds real. Is that, look. I have that open. I'm not sure. Like, I'm 12th, yes. And so you've got two super majors closing out your season. You've got Coventry and you've got LVO. If you do well enough yep. at Coventry, you are in position to win the whole thing potentially um depending on who else who else does well what's your aspirations what are your what are your goals what are you working towards honestly um so you'll notice this is somewhat common amongst people that go to the wtc my focus has shifted entirely (laughs) um singles exist to me as a function of like testing staying sharp and remaining good um and like you know i i enjoy it for what it represents but like the overwhelming majority of my focus is going to be on teams going forward. Um, if I end up in the top ten of the ITC through like you know playing well, then hell yeah, that's awesome. Um, but the like the goal is just going to be to play as well as I physically can. I think I had most of my like I did most of my singles goals last year, right? I got like seventh or something in the ITC. I got best in faction Jakari during the year that that could not have been any harder, harder to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, so like. As far as singles go, we did the things. I'm happy with where I'm at. Obviously, I got recognized by Art of War. I'm an Art of War coach. Like, 
pretty universally, I think people realize that like I'm pretty good at singles. Yeah. Um, so the next conquest is teams. Um, I love and that's gonna be where most of my focus is. I love that this is not uh, the and it's a hard it's a really hard thing to talk about on a show like mine when uh, so it's it's hard to talk about the bug the WTC bug because it's there's no way of jump there's no way of dancing around it it's the Olympics it's it's a gate kept kind of thing by default yeah. it's very exclusive it's very hard to get a position it's very competitive and it's very hard to maintain relevancy in the scene to have longevity of a career at the top level of the game but it's unanimous 100%. that once somebody feels that level everything else fades everything right. else is just like whatever man your whatever ranking points couldn't care it doesn't put me in better standing to get on the team, stay on the team, perform my best for my country. It's so nuts. Yeah. I actually said, I just said to the Aussies, like um, the the, cra- the the scariest thing about your the American team that year wasn't what you were going to do this year. Was it was that it was giving the, the the WTC bug to the Art of War team? Right. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. And I think of the those of us that played, like we're all super hungry to go after it next year. Um, I think, like honestly, I think people need to be like on the radar this year like obviously we were like quote unquote like on the radar last year but i think like i knew going into the event that we didn't have quite the prep to take the event um so like but in my eyes like this year is going to be like night and day so yeah i'm real real excited for a lot of the stuff we have in the in the woodwork and even like even as much as that extends to me personally right like i'm tightening up my faction wheelhouse i've definitely been uh known to enjoy a good flavor of the month re-roll but i'm locking a lot of that down like i've not bought into votan at all i won't be buying into votan at all I've not really explored demons past what I need to know about them, you know, to help out like friends or like get help people for scrims, even though that like normally would be yeah. a faction I would love to play because it's giant monsters that smash you. We need a we need a term for this uh, infection that you now carry. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> someone, I know what it's someone in the comments, someone in the chats, throw out throw out what we need to call, what we're going to call this infection because uh, it's actually it's it it's pervasive and I'm gonna it it makes communities better. Because what you're just talking, what you're just talking about right now, is taking a player that where you would jump onto the hotness, the next best thing, um, if, if it was so so over and abundantly better, clearer that, that would give you a better result at the end of the event. Uh, yeah. But when, like in Australia, when all the top players are faction specialists on specific things, they play in. You know, Matt Morosoli is a great a great example of this. He plays like three factions, and he doesn't. No matter how good those three factions are, how bad everything else is, he very rarely strays from those three factions because he always wants to maintain WTC relevance. And because right. of, because yeah. of that, and because that's pervasive over kind of the top kind of twelve to fifteen guys in Australia, we have way less meta chasing as a whole, as a as a whole community. It filters down. It's not quite right. capitalism trickle down economics, but I, yeah. I, I like to feel we're going to make America a better place by more of them catching the bug. I think so for sure, and we're definitely. Like Team USA has had a bit of a rep for being more, um, more of a boys' club. I guess is the best way to put that. Like uh, over the years, right? That, like, it, like people even told me that when like I was on the team already, they'd be like, "I don't know if you're gonna make it on, man." I'd be like, "I'm on already. What are we doing?" Yeah. Uh, but like so, that's, and that is definitely something that's gonna be changing as time goes on, uh, especially with the new captain. So apart yeah. apart from I think some of the countries that have like full like whole nation support like poland like germany where their whole kind of and i'm sure you, you're aware of this the whole itc season essentially the ter- the the national competitive oh, circuit yeah. is whole circuits built around it. built around selecting this being a being up for selection on the national team so if you pr- you go to events all year and you put your best foot forward and you show you're not an asshole at the table you play like a gentleman and you're a killer you get a spot on the team and that's the only way that i've seen them not be chased that those nations in particular not be chased by the boys club terminologies apart from that just yep. about, just about every other wtc team has to contend with that uh, with that stigma because unfortunately it can be a reality a lot of the time yeah and i mean like at some level you guys like you know for people in general you have to trust your nation's captain to like be making the right choices and in some cases people do or don't but i think pretty broadly in the community people like and trust brad so i, I have high hopes for this year <laughs> like yes um, trust mm. <laughs> no no yeah, we'll see. Um, well, he's, got so a lot of, he's got a lot of good help this year he's reached out to me and john and me and john have like a lot of things that we're trying to help with because brad yeah. is brad is old uh technology based are most of them mm, that's yeah spot on and technology has become the new frontier right it's like tts and covid forced adaptation to try and stay sharp and stay relevant and so there's all these new modes of 
staying good yeah. at the game have kind of spouted into being, which is really really exciting. You, you're a you're a big TTS guy, yeah. If not, now, if not, I, it's yeah. funny. I actually wasn't before, like when COVID was on, because I lived with someone that I played with, so we just windmill slammed reps until we were good. Yeah. Um, but now I'm a huge proponent of it, especially after seeing what the like Polish team did after talking to them a bunch, talking to the German like the German team a little bit. Um, like it's crazy how much more like rep per week they were able to collectively get through the use of TTS. Mm. Um, so like the thing I always liken it to, and I have like I've had to explain this to even you know some of the boys in the Art of Warhouse because they have a bit of bit of streamhouse privilege. Like before an event, I or sorry before like a fight right adam like yep. i used to fight in muay thai and mma i hate running bro i hate it mm-hmm. so much mm-hmm. before a fight you know what i do a lot of running running <laughs> so if we want to do well as a country i think that we need to be doing a lot of tts to me that means a game a week like playing outside your comfort circle yep like and that just is what it is and that's what's like what in my opinion what should be required to be on the team um and if you're not comfortable with that that's cool but we'll find someone that's willing to put in the commitment in time mm. um because i don't think it's that big of an ask and i think it pays massive dividends for breaking up like group thing for providing different avenue yep. circles and honestly for people that aren't as like intrinsically in it gives them the ability to get more high quality reps and that should be something that we all want for a team right and i think other teams you know to an extent should follow that um but that's definitely a huge thing and then other people can watch tts games right like if there's eight of us sat in the voice channel watching the game we can all learn things from every step of every rep and like it adds exponential learning growth to your reps Dude, I, I totally agree. I think it's incredible value that it's, it's it's shown to provide. But tell us your philosophy on it. I've heard so many people say, oh, it's only good for this, only good for that. It, it's not true representation of a game, but it is the most of, or it's better than. How do you? What's your philosophy on it? I think if you try and make TTS too precise, you end up like basically fist fighting with people over the internet, and I think that's bad. Um, it's like hard to move things like super precisely in TTS. I think you're trying to get like a rough idea. Um, and it, you know, it is what it is at the end of the day, right? It's a simulation of a game. So you're, I, I view it to, again, to liken to something to fighting. It's like sparring or like live drilling. It's as close as you can get to the real thing without it being the real thing. But I think that's true of any practice game, right? Where you're going to like put in a bunch of take backs. You're going to build in like, no, this was the optimal line. I'm going to do X instead of Y. Once you're doing that anyway, you might as well be doing it on TTS because the precision of your movement is going to be less important. And as long as you're somewhat regularly playing tournaments to get so you don't lose that ability to play again, like under the lights, quote unquote, I think you're good. Um, but I think TTS is in terms of like a practice tool works great and should be embraced. No, and I think that people are so against it. And I was definitely in this camp. I was wrong. And I was in this camp um, that like, it doesn't replicate the game well and this and that. And that was mostly just out of like an inbuilt bias that I didn't want to do it. And <laughs> too bad. Like you have to unlucky. <laughs> Um, but I was wrong. I was 100% wrong in that step. And I think we see it a lot. Uh, this is like a super hot take. So here we go. Uh, coming out of COVID, where a lot of the people that have come to the game from either other competitive outlets or other things that trained up a bunch on TTS, honestly, like dominate the game now. And a lot of the old heads who used to be great have either stepped away from the game for, you know, what I feel are largely fabricated reasons, but they just don't like losing. <laughs> this is a very hot take. Or Yeah. Okay. So... That's a, I I agree with part of that. I think there is a huge wave of new players coming to the game. Um, yeah. When I got to I'm the, obviously team New Blood as one of them. Like yes. we run this now. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> um, it, was, it was two of the superstars of the Belgian team. Were the, the, in particular, uh, 100%. Tom, Tom Adriani, one of the the head organizers of WC, was telling me like we found these two sharks, these two like just kids, just random random kids. One of them looks like he could be a basketball player. He's like. Six, Dude, Liam, six foot a million. Liam Vissel. Yeah, he's a monster. Yeah. he might have been. He might have been one of the best players in the room at WDC. He's probably in the top five. He is amazing at the game. Exactly. He's just some kid who just picked up TTS and rolled with it, and now he's a, a monster 40k player. Uh, yeah, he's it's absolute beast. He played the Polish Harlequin player in a mirror to a draw, which is crazy. He was the, he was their he was their best weapon. That Polish the Polish Polish teams Harlequin yeah. player. He was he was the reason. He, you guys lost. You guys lost by twenty points. Uh, oh, dude, it was and brutal. He twenty. Yeah, was... He twenty Chester. Uh, yep. He's yep. that. That dude was. He did the same thing. I. Th- he did the same thing to Australia, and he did the same. Th- I yeah, can't he, he 18, did the same thing. Eighteen to... two on Chris. Yeah, yeah. He eighteen one Chris. Chris Wright, and he did the Which same thing to Chris. Is nuts. Like, yeah, 
yeah yeah exactly right uh he was like their their secret weapon like their whole a lot of their pairing process was about using him effectively and making sure you trap somebody into him and stuff is absolutely insane how well they did it um yeah against the best teams with the best pairing heads phenomenal and uh the second part of your statement people giving up because they they don't like losing and moving on to other things I think COVID, uh, to extrapolate upon that, I'm not sure about your motivations, but I certainly see a bit of the change in the guard world worldwide. I think COVID just aligned a lot of people's um, priorities. A lot of people went away yeah. and bought houses, changed careers, had There's kids. There's some of that, but you definitely see a lot of people that like came back for a couple of events uh, and, yes. then were like, and then what dipped. is this? I'm losing? <laughs> and this is dipped. ridiculous. And then yeah. stopped. <laughs> well, th- that's the thing though. Like there is a certain level of resilience required when people have been staying sharp, you know, via TTS or new blood has come in or the games just went through a huge phenomenal amount of change. I came, I came back, dude, oh crap. I had a really rough trot uh, in, the back end of what we, we were able to play for about two months in early 2021 and then coming into 2022 like i went to adepticon i came over yeah. i left australia having played um one event in yeah. like in nine months and i came to america yeah. and I, I jumped into the freaking art of warhouse <laughs> Yeah, that's a that's a dark place to just jump and, straight in. Talk about the deep end, man. I tried to I was trying to help them prep for LVO, and I'm like, uh, tell us do this right and they're like no adam tell us do that i'm like but they can do this and like yes but they don't shouldn't do that i'm like you sure and like yes adam we're sure don't do do that crap (laughs) i just lost whole frame of reference on what to do uh man it was really it was really stark how far the game had gone through and this is as an analyst this is somebody who i'd paid attention to their game non-stop kept up on it yeah podcast you know calling games commentary all that crap in through covid uh and then i getting back onto the table i was just unga bunga uh, yeah, i don't know what's going on yeah, yeah, yeah. it was hilarious it was really funny um but yeah I, I could really see that being a reality for a lot of people coming out of cove and being like wow i am nowhere near as good as this this is this isn't intuitive anymore the game has gone past me and some people just can't be bothered yeah. fighting to get it back the catch-up's too far away man i it's, get it, it like, be, i understand yeah, yeah but uh you know, rest in peace, the old heads. They, uh, they couldn't keep up, and now they're, now they're gone. Uh, the future is now, old men. T- Tony V with his shovel ready to bury the lot of his, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> I love it so much. It's great. <laughs> um, on that bombshell, we might sign off from this one. I'm hoping to still get um, Jack in here to talk for a couple of minutes, because I just like to talk to Jack. Full stop. Oh, Jack's great. And Fucking secondly, I'd like guy. to talk to him about the phenomenal run he's producing in the back end of this season, just kind of YOLOing into crap like Nick wishes he could. <laughs> yeah. Feels bad, man. Get get outdone by your your younger blood. It's exactly right. Exactly right. The mantle has been passed. The YOLO white scars fail, but YOLO Crons, YOLO Harleys is producing banger yeah. after banger after banger. I can't YOLO wait. YOLO Twilight, nonetheless. Oh, dude. I mean, it makes so much. Let's... Uh, Let's a couple of minutes on that. It, when All I right. when I read it, I was like, "This is dumb as crap." And then when I unpacked it, I was like, "This is genius." Why hasn't yeah, anybody? Cute. Why has no one else done this yet on G Dub Terrain? G Dub Terrain, man. Mwah. Twilight Harley's. How did you? How did actually? How did you feel about that matchup? Pretty- uh, I had every fight phase control exactly trick in the in the book. It would have been fine. I just needed to not play Tau three times in a row and. Uh, mm. We would have been uh, sitting pretty in a podium, I think. But alas, that was not what happened. Yeah, whereas Jack actually gets ruffle stomped by you and kind of creations of Bile. He's definitely not super thrilled about Bile. And me can be a little touch and go. Like yeah. He has like a lot of tricks that can happen. Bile is just like, well, all right, man. <laughs> he, he gets to ruffle stomp one combat a turn, yeah? As long as it... Yeah. But he has the speed to avoid most of your fights last. But then you just kind of have to force him to fight on multiple fronts and things will start to go your way, yeah? Yeah, exactly. We hit multiple fronts. We do a lot of different things. It's just, you know, it's it's hard to theory that matchup without having it really, played it. Yeah, it really is. Uh, and me and Jack are also both, like, like very high level in the fight phase. So there's a lot of, like, room nuance. for nuanced yeah. interactions there. So it's hard to say. Really cool, really cool. Do you think Twilight might be the way to go? Like people are, Some people are expecting Harley's. Actually, yeah. Data Slate predicts his mate. Hot takes. What are you expecting to see? I mean, if it ever comes, it could just be a myth. Yeah, the, the Data Slate's been a week away for two months now. Um, <laughs> the uh, I think the Harley's need another hit. Like, light specifically honestly like twilight did well and jack piloted it well but like 
don't think Twilight's the problem child of the army. They represent a potentially good pivot should Light get hit. Yep. But I broadly think Light is much stronger, especially if they were to play head-to-head. We saw this literally at the yeah. Um I would like to see the if... The Light lists just smash other elves. Uh, um, yeah, if they do hit Light again, I'd like to see them... And, it, and sorry, and they... Big, big caveat. Asterix. If they don't hit Bile, I want to see them hit Light, unnerf Dark. I would like to see them... I think that's fine. Nerf. I would like to see them hit Dark... I mean, no, sorry, hit um, Light by reducing the effectiveness of the advance and shoot. Um, it should turn your weapons into assault, and you should eat a minus one for it. That's been the problem literally the entire time. It wasn't the transhipment, it wasn't the luck rolls, it wasn't, like, literally any of that. Um, the ability to advance and shoot with boats that move that fast is nonsense. Yeah. Like, I took down two... I played two majors in a row with them and went 10-0 without having a game that was close outside of a mirror. Mm-hmm. Um like just the redeploy and to go twenty two it's just nonsense on like most yeah. of what constitutes US terrain and honestly even on UK terrain. Um like the it's just too good. That's the part that needs to be nerfed. Um Bile probably should go down because Dark did and Dark is way less good at melee than Bile was. Past that, I mean like Necron they definitely should just I don't think you need to change like everything about Necron secondaries, but uh it's Treasures of the Aeons, right? That's the not action one. Yeah, someone that we just hold. Yeah, so that one needs to go back in Battlefield Supremacy where Stranglehold belongs. Because um, that's what that is. What are we doing? Why is that not in that category? What is it, what what is is it in now? It's in No Mercy, No Respite, oh, which is crap. grind and stuff, yeah. which is dumb. They're never going to take it with that build anyway. Yeah, no, you just take it every game. It's stupid as hell. So, yeah, so so that you have to at least pick between it and uh, Purge the Vermin, right? You should have to pick yeah. between those two. Um, so that... And then I don't know. I don't think there's like a ton that really needs to change past that. Tyranids? I'm worried. Oh yeah, Levy should probably go to a uh, smaller transhuman. Yeah, baby, um, baby transhuman. I would like to see overrun deleted, or just the the flyer not be able to do it. Just overrun to infantry only, or once per game, even. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I would think that would be fine. I think overrun's a fundamentally like unhealthy stratagem yeah. that's not being used in the way that GW, from like a lower perspective, quote unquote, intended it to be used. Um. So yeah. I think that's definitely some stuff that could get moved around. Yeah, I don't uh, actually think sisters are that problematic. I think also if you hit the rest of the meta too hard, then Votan just take over. Just take over, um, exactly right. Because uh, we've definitely done some post-nerf practice games with them where they just dunk things still, and we're like, okay, cool. Uh, um, sisters, I would just like to see a couple of points added to their best units, and then a couple of points taken off their not best units. Like I still, yeah. I still think you know penitence and that crap and the tanks, anything that anything that has a chassis that isn't a rhino could go down in more points. And yeah, I think so too. Zephs and Rets, a Repentia could just go up a couple. Easy. Yeah. Just rebalance. I would I like just, to see stuff like that. I just, and I would like to see secondary buffs to Space Marines, because I think that's probably the most healthy way to buff Space Marines and undo some of their point nerfs from earlier in the edition. Correct. I would like to see any unit that isn't attached to a um a supplement, as in don't touch Sangar, don't touch, you know, Black Knights or Deathwing Terminators or, you know, Wolfguard, right. Thunder Wolfguard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything that's none of those. All the generic crap. Could all, literally all of it, except for Vanguard Vets, could go down in points. Literally all of it. Yeah. Like, dead set. I'm, I'm not even joking, actually. Wow, actually, that's not even a joke. Every other thing, <laughs> apart from yeah, Vanguard Vets. Like, generic yeah, generic like, termies could get problematic if they are too cheap. Um, but apart from that, literally... So much, though, right? Like, generic... Think about generic... Ter- like, think about what an Imperial Fist Terminator does for a second. <laughs> like, nothing. It's fine <laughs> it's that's fine. not expensive. Yeah. But I think this is more of, a, like, a broad-stroke Space Marine problem, right? Like, you can't... Like, a Blood Angel's... Vanguard veteran is not the same thing as an Imperial Fist Space Marine. Uh, Imperial Fist Vanguard veteran. No, it's not. And to pretend yeah. that they are is always going to lead to imbalance, and it's not going to lead to specialization of chapter. It's just going to be like, that unit is good, and it's way better in this chapter, so we just play this chapter. But there is, um, there is a fundamental problem with Space Marines in that their weapons profiles are trash. Like, yeah, they're just bad. Like Lots of them are awful. Yeah. Just, it's really hard to get good shooting in Space Marines, especially long range. God alive, please. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Well, the multi-melter is just like the gun of everything. But do you have, yeah. does, does your shooting unit pack a multi-melter? No. Then it's either D6 damage or 2 damage. So who gives a crap that about said, either of those? I would do awful, dirty, back alley things to have access to multi-melter havocs in oh CSM. Oh my god. So... Yeah, dude, yeah. <laughs> I can't feel too bad for them. Even grav cannon ones would be great. <laughs> Funnily enough, I think grav cannons are quietly okay at the moment. It's just, there's, it's just there's no chassis that's worth taking them on. Like, right. what are you going to put them like on? Devastators. Dev sense? Like, yeah, devastators. Or just a, devs. Devs in a pod, yeah. Is, and, but yeah. then, if you're doing that, are you Iron Hands? 
because uh, if you almost certainly yeah <laughs> do you have to warp your whole this is the thing yeah um there are so many different pieces uh, of the space marine conglomerate that benefit from different things oh cool you want to take good devastators you have to take iron hands there's no yeah. other you want yeah like it's just a mess like I, you want to go down a hot take adam i think they should legends all firstborn units I've, I've i predict i think it is coming i think it's inevitable that they do it um if they do uh all the specialist chapter stuff is as everyone's like <laughs> how angry a blood angel player is going to be because the whole faction yeah, is unlike, the whole faction is gone Primaris, the give the Primaris the Death Company intercessors the ability to take a jump pack, make Primaris Sanguinary Guard, and you could do whatever you want to the rest of my units. Yeah, well, as a Blood Angels player, <laughs> exactly right. They need to redo like whole ranges though, and uh, hopefully, I I predict that they will eventually. I still think. I mean, at the start of Eighth Edition, I had this hot take when uh when Primaris came out. I said they this is this is crap. This is a bad. This is a bad job. They're they're putting they're riding themselves into major problems down the line when they should just say this is a space marine. It's just a new space marine. Um, all space marines will be expected to be these models in a couple of years. Feel free to play your old ones until then. Like we with like we did with orcs. You know, everyone had to rebase their yeah. orcs. All that crap. Still play with the old orcs. It's fine. But there will come a day when the transition point will occur. Um, by then, we will have a full range of alternative models for you. For all these, you know, eradicators, devs, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. There are all, the, or most of the parallels are already there, um, just not in like diversity. So, and, and the fact that they went with the Primaris route, it's just, it's going to be a mess because they're going to get to the point where they're just like, this whole two thirds of the faction is no longer playable. It's all in the legends, and people are going to lose their freaking minds. Yep, one hundred percent. And I think that has to happen so that that faction can remain some level of competitively viable. Yeah, I do want to still want to see a, a one little heyday left. Like I want to see a, a couple of months of the freaking game where Land Raider is good. I want to see a couple of months of the game where like I feel good about tactical Marines and Stone Guard and crap like that again before they die. Because yeah, just make them like ten points and make Land Raiders a hundred. Yeah, we can do that. And then say literally, it's like Warzone Firstborn. <laughs> yeah just good luck it's the three months of the firstborn marines guys and then that's the, then it's over we're pulling the plug yeah. life support's yeah. turning off yeah and then they go away yeah forever but yeah there is that point uh any other hot takes from the data slate had what else needs help like ad mech have like the second lowest win right yeah or the first lowest depending i think ad oh man you're just getting all my hot takes adam these are all my bad opinions so i think ad mech actually have a lot of potential to be really good but they've been abandoned and as a large part because they're not fun to play um, an Admech, like, Admech command phase does as much damage to you as it does to your opponent. You, all of the Admech stuff needs, like, 87 steps, like, yes. an army or a noun, yes. and, like, 6 CP, but it really costs 2 CP, because on the third Wednesday yep. of October, yep. Yep. the Admech manipulus mechanicus, whatever the fuck. And you get sorry, out, yeah, you get out, first part. You get out, uh, you get out, you get out, yeah, yeah, you get out uh, your, ab like, your abacus and your beans, yeah. and you start counting over here, and you shift your abacus across, and then your calculator, and you have to go outside and check the direction of the sun, and you're like, yep, cool, this, yeah, this side. Flip a coin, roll a dice. <laughs> it's like God, please. It's, I actually entirely agree. I think the way the Admech book is structured is prohibitive. For, first and foremost, to any new player, can you oh, could yeah. you could you consider big, like being little little Timmy coming into his into his first G dub and being like, "Oh, cool, red Robux are uh, sick. I'm going to play Admech," and then just trying to put their freaking head around that book. It's insane. Dude, I was little Timmy. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, like, I work in IT in real life. I saw Admech as a faction and was like, yes, this seems great. And then I opened the book when I was like brand, brand new in eighth and was like, what? How many books do I need to play this army? Yes. Never mind. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it, That's exactly what it is, man. It is just prohibitively uh, complex and ridiculous. Like there is as much rules, bloat and knowledge required to play Admech just out of their codex as there is for like most other books that have a supplement and an army of renown and, and and two faqs and two erratas and all that crap yeah. and it's just in one book yeah and it's nuts man like and also they definitely abandoned what i consider to be some of the cooler parts of admech like why don't cataphrons just have core like would that really break them what did dragoons ever do to anybody just tell me somebody I think tell they me. have core again now uh dragoons yeah i think they got it back in the last update when iron yeah, yeah. Got it back. they still suck <laughs> they they have they yeah have they're like, not good they have but no they save have not enough wounds <laughs> don't do enough damage <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, they're not great. They get move blocked. Uh, That's what their job is, right? Isn't that the point of that unit? Um, question for you then. Um, is there anything else, any fringe stuff that you think could get toned down in the balance slate? I'm, I am playing knights at the moment. I'm literally when we get off the when I'm finished recording with you. I'm gonna go st actually 
do my first couple of takes on starting my night scheme, painting it. Oh, I've got a sh- I've got a shoulder pad ready. I've got all my paints laid out. Everything's ready to go. I'm going to paint up my, my Questorius shoulder pad for my scheme and see oh, how I like it. Very, very excited. Very exciting. Uh, but the Free Blade Lance is going gangbusters at the moment. It is literally you get all of your cake, eat all of your cake, take your opponent's cake. It's now your cake. So I think that the Lance is super terrain dependent. Um, That's just knights in general, right? Because well. Yes, but more so the lance, right? Hear me out. So on typical US layout terrain, you will never hide a Helm of Dominate Helm of Domination Herald. It's not happening. So the Lance loses like nine steps of its power when that guy can't just like hang up behind an L and hand out buffs all game. Um I think the free lance is really strong, but I don't think it's actually problematic. Um I think some of those gameplay interactions can feel a little bad, but I think if your army has the requisite amount of gas, which anything at the upper level of competitive play should, or tricks, uh, you should have things that can deal with that. I think it's really strong, and I think it's good that it's strong, because it forces people to take anti-tank weaponry, and they can't just be greedy, which I think is good. Um, we definitely saw a lot of that with the um, like towards the end of the Drakari meta. People just didn't take anti-tank guns like at all. Yep. Like, the highest toughness in the game was 7. Like, <laughs> yep. Um, and I hate that. I think that's stupid. I hate when those metas exist. So I think that it's good that we have like strong knight builds to keep people honest. Things like the free blade lands. I think stuff like that's fine. Honestly, I'm honest to God. I'm very worried that Emperor's Children is going to get nerfed because like four really good pilots have played it, and then we like pump the win rate really high because the the rep isn't that high. I think it'll start to see more representation soon, but but I'm worried that we're going to get hit. Well, I I think CSM could do with a little bit of internal balancing. I think stuff like I think everything that's not possessed or terminators can go down, and I think possessed and terminators can go up. Uh, I definitely would like to see a blitz go down. A blitz are actually like I dude. played with them for the first time not too long ago, <laughs> and they're actually pretty okay. They're, they're just way too many points for no reason. What are they eighty each? Eighty? They're ninety each. <laughs> yeah, eighty was too eighty is too much. Eighty uh, is too much. At seventy, I consider them. At sixty-five, I play them. Like they're pretty. They're close to good. There's no good guns in CSM. So like having access to something with good guns is huge. That's what I mean. I think I think stuff like I mean I mean I, I don't know. Maybe chosen is the only like generic chaos space marine unit that could stay the same. But terminators could definitely go up. Possessed could definitely go up. A blitz down. Havocs down. Freaking raptors down. Warp talons maybe down one or stay the same. Raptors make me cry because they're 120 points for a unit of five absolute nothings. Absolute children. <laughs> nothings. Like, yeah, it's wild how bad they are. It's stupid. Like, man. <laughs> yeah. Either that, uh, or they could get given the um the space marine treatment, like free upgrades on your raptors and crap. That'd be fine. That'd be alright. Even then, it's still not. It's still it's, <laughs> so exactly bad, right. It's dude. still not that palatable, but it's something. Yeah. And that seems to yeah. be G Dub's. What G Dub wants to do, rather than because they want it, they want to keep all the balance stuff in the chapter approves, like bookending right. the the six month right. things. So that is the stuff I feel like they'd want to do in balance slates. Just be like, yeah, cool, stopgap, all this crap's free. Um, I think warp towns are actually bad in most lists. I think you could probably put core on them and the game wouldn't explode. That's um, true, actually. Yeah, they could just get core. That'd be fine. Yeah, they would be the only demon can. I mean, like certain things get a little screwy there because then they can get marked and then they can uh, get yeah. advance and charge yeah, yeah. and like you know whatever. But like. Broadly, I think the CSM book is a really good example of them doing a really good job with a book. Uh, it's yeah. flavorful, it's strong, but not crazy. Unless you're a super good pilot, then it gets, you know, rather good. Um, yeah, I like. I think that there are... It's not forgiving, necessarily, in the way that it's good outside of Bile. Bile is, like, the one where I get a little upset, because it's like, bro, you barely have to be doing things right to, like, win games as Bile. Like, <laughs> throw things like in the rough vicinity of objectives yeah. and die kind of near them that's good for an 80 <laughs> i love that i had that perception as well of them it's like do i did i exist in the right place yes yeah cool like win near the right place <laughs> but that's, i mean but that's essentially the same mechanics that make necrons good yeah i think necrons are good in a way that's not super healthy either but i would rather i actually like the idea of that some armies are better at the scoreboard and some armies are better on the table. Cause I think for something like Necrons where they had such an early book, I don't think you're saving those data sheets. Like they just kind of suck. No, no, no. They, it is what it is. It's, it's <laughs> exactly the same as the issues with, um, Admech. It's inherent to the structure of the, 
the codex. You yeah, can't, yeah. You gotta, I am very excited to see what this Cryptek army or noun looks like, though. The Destroyer one is kind of terrible, but the Cryptek one might be good. Yeah, I think the leaks are out there for the Destroyer cult, and I've looked at that, and nothing in that makes me think that giving up Obsec is worth the, the squeeze. Yeah, we played we played a couple test games with it. It was quite terrible. It was. <laughs> I think it's fun. I think it's fun. It could definitely it's definitely fun. I know a like, lot of that- bored uh, ne- Necron players. You're like, hey, I'm so bored of getting a hundred points. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, screw that. Yeah. My heart bleeds. It's <laughs> right. I'm over here in but- the CSM taking banners, hoping to get five. <laughs> but honestly, this kind of crap is what they should have gotten twelve months ago, eighteen months ago, oh, yeah, when they bo- like they had the first or second book yet, and they've had zero support. Zero nothing. things to try and nothing. keep them relevant through two years of absolute obscurity. So I'm not going to complain about them being good for the last six months. I think that's totally acceptable. I'm, in fact, they're good in a way that's enjoyable to play against. Sure, the, the scoreboard gets away from you, but every game I've played against them, I almost tabled I by the end. I have a all time playing yeah, against it's them. Yeah, it's fun. Don't even mind. It's fun. It's everything, that's, it's everything that should be fun about playing Tyranids. But it's not. <laughs> yes. Yeah, for real. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, honestly, though. Is it just Leviathan, or as soon as Leviathan goes away, we realize Kraken's been broken all along? Uh, I think Spore Mines need to be nerfed. I don't know why no one talks about this. Yes. Like, yeah. why do they give D3 Mortals on a 5-up? G-Dub, uh, G-Dub needs to delete that mechanic. It's been it's been a problem in every version of the game, essentially, as far as I can tell. 6th edition, there was a Spore Mine Farms. 7th edition, there was a Spore Mine Farms. 8th edition, there was Spore Mine Farms, in which it, it had a period of the game where it was oppressive and disgusting. I watched yeah. I watched John uh, play that at Chicago and just be like, you see your deployment zone? Yeah, you don't get to leave You're it. not allowed to leave it. I went first. You're staying there all freaking game. I'm like, that's disgusting, man. Yeah, it's rough. I think like I think you could tone down a lot of it. You probably move the... Um, I mean, you could just flat murder it by being like, Biovora's action makes one. Mm. Um, but the thing that I would like to see them do is knock the failure rate to a one and two and knock the D3 mortals only to a six. So yep. you need to hit a three up to yep. do any mortals, yep. and then on three, four, five you do one, and on a six you do D three. Yeah, dude. Because um, then, then it's, it's actually palatable to march through them. It's, dude, it's, I, it's, it's not WDC, fun, but you'll do it. Yeah, at the WDC in the last round against Germany, I had eight spore mines kill my walking hive tyrant from full health to dead. <laughs> like I was like, what? <laughs> you just died. Like it took twelve dead. I was like, okay. <laughs> uh, I almost wish I had a small violin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was yeah. hard to feel bad. Yeah, it's, Leviathan it's, it's, player, that's that's Leviathan mirror. Twelve portals <laughs> from how many spawn mines? Eight. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. 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 It was nuts. Not, not, I, would, not I was very upset when yeah. it happened. Um, I would like to see if they don't change overrun. If they don't change overrun and they don't change the flyer and or they don't change nerf the reaper, I want to see um tyrant guard act like shield drones. So or they face tank the damage. They face tank the damage. So I, I kill the flyer. I have a chance over a turn or two to try and kill the flyer through the tyrant guard. As in shoot, shoot the flyer enough that the tyrant guard is dead, and then I can start working on the tyrant guard. So working yeah. on the tyrant himself. Because I think that's that's a far more reasonable interaction than being like three tyrant guard behind a wall can't shoot my big monster in front of the wall. Which is what they've they've deleted that from everywhere else, and now only exists essentially for the flyer. It doesn't. It doesn't work that way as long as there's nothing else in closer front. to you. Yeah, else yeah exactly. Yeah. But like the the thing with those builds, right, is that there's 18 transhuman warriors <laughs> exactly between right. you and point B. <laughs> exactly so, right. Or just some you... junk gargoyles and crap that always just seem far yeah, harder it's... to kill than they should be all of a sudden. God, those, are, those are the worst. <laughs> the Gants, dude. The Gants. Oh, um, I'm a, the... a Gant train. I'm, I actually really respect Termigans again. Yeah, yeah, you're a big big uh, Turvigan fan? Mm-hmm. I love the Turvigan. Yeah, the uh, I think the thing with that is you should probably knock over onto two, um, and then don't change. I honest to god don't think the Reaper needs to be changed. Caveat: as long as you play with the WTC FAQ on it. Um, Explain that to which, people. So the way the Reaper works in the WTC is that the only part of the Reaper that ignores feel no pains and phase caps is the damage dealt by failing saves from it. The mortal wounds that come afterwards don't ignore your feel no pain or your phase caps. Which changes the likeliness that you kill something with a face cap by like massive percentages. Um, with if you transhuman Abaddon, it's not even necessarily likely that you one round him with the Reaper, especially if he's not popped the Marquezine shit. Um, and it's not like Tyranids hurt for access to killing phase capped models. They're the best multi phase army in, in the, the game. game. And the, all, so, all that is is just the flyer and lands next to Abby, freaking smites him, then charges him and dies. Yeah, like, smite, it's not, scream, yeah. charge mortals. Yeah, swings. It's not but that like, much. Make them, you know, 
make him work for it a little. Don't just be like, he smites and psychic screams at this thing next to Abby. He charge mortals this other unit and then just scoops Abby for free yeah. and flies away. Yeah, like, exactly right. It's disgusting, man. Anyway, um, but yeah, I think you could change things like that, and it would go a long way towards helping. I, like, I don't want Tyranids to just die, right? I actually think like the big boys build, and like even the like I love Tyranid warriors; they're really cool. So I want them to be good. I just don't. Th- I think they're just a little too much right now. Yeah, they're the best troop choice. Uh, ninth edition of scene by far, hands down. Oh yeah, it's not even close. Like the next one, most armies would kill for them in the elite slot without opsec. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> oh my god. Uh, imagine what guard would be if they had Tyranid Warriors in the late slot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see guard uh, soon enough. But I hope guard's bad forever, though. That's a personal hot take. You shut your mouth, Tony V. You know, it, it is it is physically impossible for guard to be good and the game to be healthy. Quote me. Well, that's the but this, that's that's J Dub's issue that they can't. We're gonna talk about. This, actually, let's, let's stop. Let's put a cork in that. We're gonna bring. We're gonna okay. start this over on part two. Um, Part two, come and join us. It's more of this. If you like this, come over there. Art of War down under on Patreon, the Art of War40k.com. Go check out the meta dashboard as well over on Stat Center. What's this? What's have you got a big week this coming on Stat Center? Because it's a bit quiet on the on the event frontage this weekend. Yeah, it, I mean we have some stuff to talk about. Uh, there's a you know I literally just got sent the data. Chaos Soup is on the come up, man. Cause yeah, boy. That free demons detachment has yeah, been, boy. Had people return to the jank tank, so we're going to see some weird stuff. Uh, one of the lists I got, I can't remember what, what event it was from the weekend. Uh, there was a guy running Renegade Knights with Abby and a Zinch Patrol. And I was like, oh, that makes my head hurt. Bring it yeah, back. That's, all- oh. that's that's freaking 7th edition absolute jank craziness. I love it. I love that Chaos, yeah. exclusively Chaos gets access to that crap now. I think it's brilliant. Well, Chaos, yeah. Chaos and Yunari, essentially, are the two places that's that right. exist. But anyway, come join us on part two. Uh, my lovelies and we'll see you there Tony say goodnight brother goodnight folks see you in part two thank you for listening to Art of War Down Under a content review podcast for Warhammer 40k hosted by Adam Camilleri produced by Seamus Ronan enjoyed the show want your lists reviewed and the content you heard put into practice sign up to our Patreon and connect with us online or on Facebook Just search for Art of War Down Under, signing out from tomorrow.